0: Look for something unusual. Something hard. Because of my big legs and karate, I can do the splits no problem. Mate and welcome to Van Damme at Jean Claude, the monthly Jean Claude Van Damme Movie Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Schroyer. And I'm excited to talk about this month's movie, the 1996 classic, well, that's debatable, but the 1996 movie, The Quest. Uh, Now this movie, not really one of my favorites, Uh, I like it, we'll get into that. But this was directed by Jean-Claude Van Damme himself and written by the same person who wrote Bloodsport none other than Frank Dukes. Uh and I also found out that Frank Dukes wrote the movie Lionheart. Um we covered that back in like episode 3 or 4 something like that. Uh I didn't know that one, or at least if I did I forgot about it. So I thought that was pretty interesting that John, he's written three movies And Jean-Claude Van Damme's been the star in all three of them. And all three of the movies have to do with a fighting tournament. Imagine that. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into the 1996 movie, The Quest. It opens up on a bar with a very old Jean-Claude Van Damme ordering a coffee. Now one of my... I mean this... There's a terrible... I think it's ADR... I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they just ADR Van Dam's voice in there later, but but the bartender's like, whiskey in the coffee, and Van Dam's like, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. I don't. <laughs> I laughed really hard. Just the way he said it, the way he um, delivered the line, it was just really funny to me. Of course. I mean, this movie, one thing I did like about this movie, it starts off with action, like, right at the very beginning, and it really doesn't let up, for the most part, through the entire movie. It's just the quality of the action, just... I don't know, we'll get into that later. But, so, you know, the bar gets robbed by three bikers. I I guess they're bikers. They kind of look like bikers, with, like... You know, they got like the leather jackets and the bandanas. They never really show any motorcycles or anything, so they might not be, but they look like bikers. And old JCVD beats up two of the three gangsters. One of them he trips with his cane, which is pretty awesome. The bartender's like pouring whiskey on the bar, scared to death, and asks Jean-Claude Van Damme where he learned to fight like that. And Jean-Claude says it was a long time ago and then starts to tell the story of the movie so we do a hard cut to tibet in 1925 uh, there's a bunch of monks running around passing out scrolls to different fighters one of them is an american boxer max maxine divine i don't know he's like the heavyweight American boxer. He opens it up and it's, uh reads that it's an invitation to one of the world's uh, largest uh, tournaments. So he walks and gives it to one of his, uh, I guess, assistants or his manager. He's like, hey, look at this, and walks away. Then it cuts to Jean-Claude Van Damme, or in this movie he shall be known as Chris Dubois, who's dressed up as a clown on stilts, which leads to some pretty impressive fighting on the stilts. And I guess he's a leader of a gang of orphan kids that run around stealing stuff in. I guess it's New York? I guess. He gets into a thing with some cops about his kids and everybody stealing stuff. Uh, he kicks. A, you know, he fights a couple of them, does a backflip, backflip off of the stilts, runs away. And. He goes to while he's messing with the cops. The kids are running around stealing as much stuff as they can. They all meet back up at the gang's hideout, where you find out I guess one of the uh, one of the kids stole something priceless to the mafia out of from the mafia. I don't know. They show up. They shoot at a bunch of kids with a Tommy gun. Bust through the wall. Van Dam ends up beating up the the mafia members, but uh, one of the kids, Billy, is like, "Hey, the cops are gonna blame this on you." And you can hear the police sirens coming. So Dubois ends up running away. Uh, he kind of wraps his jacket around a bag of grain or something and throws it into the water to distract them. Ends up falling into a boat and getting knocked out, he wakes up, pretty much he's a stowaway, while he's knocked out though, he has a flashback, to him becoming an orphan, which is really weird, he's sitting on a bench with some lady, who gets a letter saying that his, that Chris Dubois mom is about to die, and, she's not coming to get him, and so the lady just tells the kid to stay there, and she throws away the piece of paper, and just walks off, so, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, he grows up as an orphan. When he wakes up, uh, they find he finds out that he's stowed away on a cargo ship and now has uh, pretty much become a slave. They chain him up, make him swap the poop deck and all that stuff. And then, at the end, when they're getting ready to deliver their supplies of guns and stuff, they... Pretty much to tell Chris that they're going to kill him. And they're getting ready to like slit his throat or whatever. Well, here comes uh, a couple other main characters in this movie. Uh, it kind of looks like a pirate ship or whatever. And they end up boarding the, the cargo ship. And some really bad fighting takes place on the deck. And Jean-Cla- it allows Jean-Claude Van Damme to break free. And he goes out, stops somebody from shooting this really fancy-dressed white guy. And the white, the really fancy-dressed white guy saves him by shooting a dude. So they kind of are like, oh, we saved each other's life. Find out that dude's name is Lord Dobbs with his trusty sidekick, Harry Smith. And he tells Chris Dubois that he, they are the last of the Buccaneers. So they steal all these guns and all the cargo from the cargo ship. Save Jean-Claude Van Damme. He says, I need to get back to New York. The guy's like, okay, I know where we can go get a boat to New York, even though they're already on a boat. But he takes them to Muay Thai Island where Lord Dobbs ends up selling Chris Dubois as a slave or to fight or trained to fight more, and to learn more Thai, pretty much, and be an awesome fighter. So he sells him to the, the the dude on the island. Well, Lord Dob lies to Chris DeBra and tells him that he's gonna. There's a ship coming to get him shortly, and just kind of hang out. And then he leaves. Well, then instantly, as soon as he leaves, people start kicking the shit out of. Jean-Claude Van Damme, and this is when he finds out that he's going to train in Muay Thai to be a fighter. So we cut to six months later in Bangkok. Lord Dobbs and Harry Smith see Dubois in a Muay Thai match win, but Jean-Claude Van Damme holds no hard feelings towards Lord Dobbs and Harry Smith. He tells them that he needs their help in order to get a Golden Dragon statue worth a whole bunch of money. In the Congen tournament, or the Golden Dragon tournament. Uh, Lord Dobbs and Harry Smith is with a blonde reporter. Now, let's see, what other movie involved a tournament with a reporter who was trying to write a report about the tournament. It's not crossing my mind here. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out by the end. So their plan is that Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme or Chris Dubois is going to pretend to be Max Divine, the American boxer, and get into the tournament that way, or kind of get in with Max Divine. I'm not too sure. But they find that Max Devine has landed in Bangkok. They go and meet him. So does Carrie Newton, the reporter I was talking about. She's a reporter for the New York Globe. And pretty much they all, they kind of, I guess, beat up their Sherpas and like take over as the Sherpas, like the people who carry their luggage and stuff. And they're supposed to guide them to this tournament. So they head out to wherever... Kings tournament is going to be at uh they, on their trip out there. You find out that Lord Dobbs plans on stealing the golden dragon statue for himself. Well, not well, he doesn't claim it's for himself, but I mean, you can kind of feel get that feeling from him, and even with Smith, like Lord Dobbs is all out for himself. First, they start out in a jeep. It gets stuck in mud. They end up riding elephants, and then eventually horses. And they get to, I guess, where the tournament's being held. And this is where we first get introduced to the main bad guy, the Mongolian of the fight, who looks like the brand new genie in the live-action Aladdin movie. I'm sorry. He looks like if you took away Will Smith's blue... In the new Will, in the new Aladdin movie, it would. This that's in put the, put like an extra hundred pounds on him. Then that's what this guy kind of looks like. They kind of get into a bar fight. The you know the Mongolian wants to sit at the table that the Americans are sitting at. Max Devine thinks he's a tough guy. He's like, nah, you you're not sitting here. The Mongolian knocks Devine du- knocks out in one punch. Then he ends up breaking the table in half, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of s- the table. You know, you wanted to sit at the table. Why are you going to break it in half? But that's what he ends up doing. He breaks the table in half. Well, the next day, Max Devine's feeling a little salty because he just got his ass kicked. So he like tries to pick a fight with uh, Dubois. And Dubois just, like, like he, and Max Devine's fighting, like, a, you know, like, a 20s boxer, like, terrible style. I mean, I know this is an audio podcast, but I wish I could show what it would, like, be like. But anyway, so, Dubois just sweeps his leg, punches him one time, and that's it. Uh, so, Devine decides, you know what, I, I'm not going to win this tournament at all here. Take my scroll, and he rides off into the Sunrise. I guess it's the next day. Well, then, so then the next day they're all doing introductions and they're introducing all the, you know, asking where all the fighters are and doing like a a roll call type thing. And they get to America and Jean-Claude Van Damme stands up and he's about to say, I'm Max Devine. But here comes Max Devine through the front door with his heavyweight champion belt. And he goes, hey, I'm Max Devine. I'm a shitty fighter. This guy's better than me, actually. He's the new United States heavyweight champion and gives Dubois the heavyweight belt. So they to say, well, we'll let Dubois fight, but if he loses in the first round, Max Devine, you are not allowed to ever leave this island. So they agree, and Devine gets a little bit nervous. So, let's just go ahead and get into the fact that this movie was written by uh, Frank Dukes, the guy who wrote Bloodsport, supposedly based on a true story. And this, this part of the movie here is almost identical to Bloodsport. You have the different countries with the different fighting styles, very stereotypical fighting styles for each country, um, the the mat that they fat fought on in Bloodsport was more of a rectangle. The mat in this one is a circle. That's about the only difference. So a lot of this movie, you know, it just seems like it, he they tried to redo Bloodsport and they just failed. They failed really bad at it. I I don't know. We're about to get into the, like round by round like the fights and then that's going to be the the end of this movie. And I'm just gonna say, like, the fight scenes in this movie are real quick, and they're just not very well choreographed. And I have a, I do don't know if Jean Claude, you know, I know in a lot of Jean Claude Van Damme movies, he choreographs his own fight scenes and he helps with the fight scenes. I'm not—I don't think he did this. When I really couldn't find out who the choreograph was, and to be honest, I didn't really look too much. Because this podcast is all about loving Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and breaking them down, and honestly, I've just been really busy. My daughter ran in a marathon, and a lot of stuff's been going on, so I apologize for that. Uh, Yeah, not try to shift the blame. I didn't really have time to look up. So, if, you, if anybody listening knows who choreographed the fight scenes in this, feel free to email me at vditsjc at gmail.com. That's v-d-i-t-s-j-c at gmail.com. Alright, so we're, you know, we're about to get into the fights. I've got each fight from round one to the end. Who wins and how they win. Um... I mean, like I said, the fight scenes were real quick. There were only a few punches thrown. Like, really, the best fight scenes probably had to deal with the little breakdance fighter from Brazil, and then the animal fighter from China. Which, oh, imagine that they had they had an animal fighter in Bloodsport, which was one of the, probably one of the best fight scenes. I mean, I'd say maybe top five fight scenes in that whole movie. Where the little animal fighting dude fought the big giant sumo dude. That was incredible. You don't get that in this one. I'm sorry. There is a big giant sumo dude. And there is a Chinese animal fighting dude. But no big epic David versus Goliath match in this really. So we get into round one. Fight. All right, Spain versus Soviet Union. Uh, Spain ends up winning this round with a roundhouse kick to the face of the Soviet Union, which is Russia, if you didn't know that. I know you know that. Number two, Japan versus Oki o- Okinawa. Japan ends up winning. Uh, he's the sumo wrestler guy. He kind of just grabs him with like one arm, does like a flip and slams the dude on the mat, and that's the end of it. Round three, we have France versus Brazil, which was I was talking about. Uh, Brazil ends up winning. He does like a bunch of crazy, like breakdancing kicks and kicks the French dude off of the platform. Number four, fight four was China versus Korea. Now, Chinese was like the animal dude. He does like a snake fighting thing and he ends up winning. And it's just so funny. like Divine is like blown away with the Chinese dudes fighting through the whole movie. Every time the Chinese fighter goes up, he has to like announce like like this first fight he goes, he's moving like an animal out there. I, don't know, I thought that was funny. So fight five, we have Turkey versus Scotland. Turkey wins. Uh, he does a ball grab and a twist. Which, if you remember back in Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme does the splits and punches the sumo dude right in the balls. So, kind of stealing that move from there. Then we have Cyan versus Africa. Uh, This is the... Cyan is the... uh, And I'm probably pronouncing it. It was hard to hear what exactly. But this is Muay Thai Island. Okay, this dude is the dude from Muay Thai Island. The old... uh, Sensei who bought and trained Jean-Claude Van Damme, and his Muay Thai island ends up winning with an elbow to the face. Matt fight seven Germany versus USA. Of course Jean-Claude Van Damme wins. Uh, he dislocates the shoulder of the German, or he like breaks the, either dislocates the shoulder or breaks the arms of the German guy. Kicks him, wins. Final fight of the first round, Mongolia versus Greece. Of course, Mongolia wins because he's made out to be the the main bad guy of the movie. He just, like, pretty much just slams dude and wins. I will have to say, they kind of even went for the same, like, look, almost as in Bloodsport for the main bad guy. I mean, they don't look exactly alike, but they're big the the dude who played the main bad guy in bloodsport did a way better job in my opinion so let's move on to round 2 start round 2 is japan versus turkey <clears throat> japan wins right off the bat he just runs up slams into the turkey dude with his belly and just knocks him out then we have a really probably the best fight in the whole movie now I, I mean The best visual fight, like visually the best fight in the whole movie. We have Brazil versus China, and they're all doing flips and jumping around and looking all crazy. A whole lot of unnecessary slow-mo in this through the whole thing. But China ends up beating Brazil with a monkey slam. Uh, He like slaps, but boxes the, the Brazil dude's ear. I don't know why I did that really weird long pause. I'm sorry about that. But he, like, boxes the uh, Brazil dude's ear like a monkey. And even Divine has to make a comment, like, he's fighting like a monkey now. (laughs) So then we have... Now, here's, like, the fight that is almost identical to Bloodsport. Mongolia versus Cyan, Cyan, whatever they call it. The Muay Thai island, dude the guy that for the past 6 months Jean-Claude Van Damme has been training with ends up getting his back broke and killed by the Mongolian dude just like the guy getting injured from the guy from Nerds getting injured in Bloodsport it's almost identical i don't and then Jean-Claude Van Damme runs out there and gra- even grabs it's not a bandana. It's not a Harley Davidson bandana this time. This time, it's like just rope that this guy had around his head. He runs out and grabs it, and he's all pissed off. And He's known this guy for six months. I don't think he would be this emotionally invested, especially when you were just bought as a slave from these people. I don't know. Maybe, maybe... Well, you find out that you know after this fight they kind of take a break from the matches and you find out that Dobbs wants Dubois to throw the fight and help them steal the Golden Dragon. So then it goes to the fight, U.S. versus Spain. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme gets knocked down a bunch of times and you see Dobbs like telling him to stay down, stay down. But he, does he do it? No, he does not do it. He gets up and he ends up... Just like unleashing a fury of punches on this Spain Spanish dude and ends up beating them. So we get into the semifinals. We're only two more matches away from the end of the tournament. And if you think me describing this these fighting scenes were fast, it's probably about just as fast as they were in this movie. I'm telling you, they run through these first two rounds real quick. Well, Dobbs... Well, you get the first fight of the semi-finals and then we'll get to Dobbs. So, Mongolia versus Japan. Uh, The Mongolian dude just does a power punch into the sumo dude's stomach and just knocks him over and he ends up winning. Cut to Dobbs and Harry coming in. Dobbs coming in hot on a blimp. Don't know where he was hiding this blimp on this island, but he was. And he came in and... Harry hooks the statue up to the blimp and Dobbs just dips out on him and flies away and so then Harry's running after the blimp that has this statue attached to it. Cut to US versus China. Uh, Van Damme beats the dude almost the same way he beats the main bad guy in Bloodsport. He makes, except he kind of makes him pass out. He doesn't make him cry uncle or anything, but I guess he wins by submission. I don't know. Well, after he gets done with the match, you hear, like, alarms going off or bells or gongs and shit, and people are grabbing spears and throwing them at the blimp. They end up... They find them, you know, trying to steal the statue because uh, trying to steal a statue with a blimp is very noticeable. So they get the blimp down. They get the statue back. They sentence Dobbs and Harry to death. And Dubois says... Hey since I'm fighting in the final round against Mongolia if I win you can keep the statue and just release Dobbs and Harry with me and the people agree I mean it defeats the whole purpose of him going to this tournament this whole I thought the whole purpose of him going to this tournament was to win the gold statue go back to New York with a whole bunch of money and save the kids but, I guess, who knows. So, now, let's get into it. Ooh! Ooh! And, yeah. The final round. Now, during this final round, we get the one and only splits. And it's not like drop-to-the-floor type splits, either. We'll get into that. So, of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme gets beat up pretty bad at the very beginning of this. Because, I mean... That's how every final fight in every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie starts out. He's getting his ass beat. He's the underdog. Boom, he comes back. He wins. Uh, you know, he gets knocked out of the ring, which is now surrounded by fire. It, it go. The fight ends up continuing outside in the courtyard, and everybody inside the building follows him. They start, like... Ends up getting into a home, and next thing you hear is like them breaking through a whole bunch of walls in between the houses and just moving through the houses. Whole time, Jean Claude Van Damme's just getting his ass beat. Well, just out of nowhere, they don't really show why or what. He, he Jean Claude Van Damme just gets really angry and starts fucking kicking the Mongolian's ass. Now, here's the one and only splits in the movie come in at one hour, 26 minutes, and 50 seconds. He does a jumping split kick to the Mongolian's face. It was pretty sweet, pretty impressive. After after a little bit, you know, they just stand there and they're walking in circles for a really long time. And I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got dizzy watching this part because they literally just kept going back and forth and then walking in circles and circles and circles. But then uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme ends up unleashing his fury of punches and he does an uppercut and ends up beating the Mongolian, knocking him out. And pretty much everybody just leaves him, like left the Mongolian laying on the floor. Like They, they literally showed like everybody just walking away and just leaving this dude knocked out on the ground. So, you know, pretty much at the end of the movie he returns to New York Now with no money, but they say, you know, he makes mention that, you know, he got the kids off of the street. Like, yeah, we didn't have money, but I was able to get the kids off of the street and everybody lived a better life. The end. Okay, what was the quest for? If he went there to get the money and he ends up coming home with no money, then the quest was for nothing. It's not like he had any interest in fighting in this tournament until he was taken as a slave and taught Muay Thai for six months. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like he never had to leave for as long as he did. Yeah, I understand you were held captive, you know, as a slave, but he was able to break free. You know, after six months, he was able to break free. And he could have easily just went and got on a ship back to New York and got the, the hell out of there. I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. Let's get into our breakdown of stuff, and then I will give my final thoughts on this, and we will talk about next month's movie. Because this movie's over. This movie was only an hour and a half long, and really, like I said, the fight scenes were real fast. I don't know. Anyways, there was no butt shots of anybody. Not Jean-Claude Van Damme's. Not anybody. Uh, there was no damsel in distress scene. Anywhere. And we did get a split. But there wasn't your traditional drop to the ground splits. We got one jumping split kick. Which was pretty cool. Okay so here are my thoughts about this movie. If you can't really tell. This, like, I, this isn't one of my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. They had a whole bunch of weird uses of slow-mo in this movie. The they had really fast and boring fight scenes. They pretty much is just a rip off of Bloodsport by the guy who made Bloodsport. He just ripped off his own movie and made it worse. I don't get it. I feel like Jean Claude Van Damme was awesome in this movie. You know, I enjoyed all the scenes he was in. I really enjoyed his ADR lines at the beginning of the movie. Uh he did awesome. You know, I feel like it wasn't The reason why this movie wasn't good wasn't because of the actors and stuff and the way it was directed and stuff. It was the story. I'm putting this all on Frank Dukes. This movie could have been a really good movie. Just take this ride with me for a second. Let me know what you think. Head over to Magic Squirrel Network on Facebook. Find the post with this episode on it and drop me a comment. But Let me know what you think. Would this movie be better if at the time he gets sold into slavery on Muay Thai Island, instead of it cutting to him all of a sudden going to fight in this tournament to win a whole bunch of money that he never ends up getting, it followed Dubois as he try he's training learning to fight and trying to find his way back to New York to save these orphan kids he abandoned that could have been the quest the quest could have been him trying to get back to New York he could have you know you could have had him fighting in Muay Thai tournaments and and you know fighting different people along the way and eventually have some big showdown that would lead him to finally be able ha, have the big showdown be with the mafia guy when he gets back to New York or the chief of the police and have that be him you know the final showdown he saves the kids much better movie in my opinion that's my opinion let me know head over to Magic Squirrel Network on Facebook and let alright so next month's episode We are talking the 1996 movie by Columbia, the first American film for Ringo Lamb. Don't know who that is, but we'll find out next month. And his first collaboration with Van Damme. So I'm guessing this Ringo guy works with Van Damme and some other stuff. But that is the 1996 movie. Maximum risk. Now, I remember seeing this movie back in the day when I was younger. I don't really remember too much about this, so I'm excited to watch this one. And this will be coming out on... That's it. You know it. Bone thugs and harmony It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. I'm sorry, guys. He's... <laughs> But yeah, this, this episode, the Maximum Risk episode will be coming out June 1st. Be on the lookout for that. Um, I will be getting back into doing another live stream on the Magic Scroll Network Facebook page. Probably in the next couple of months or so. I don't know if I like Maximum Risk enough. I might do a live stream for that. I don't know. We'll find out. So make sure... Uh, you know, rate review on iTunes. If if you like, if you've made it this far, you must have a, some type of opinion about this podcast. So please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, subscribe wherever you listen. Thank maximum maximum. I, I got mask, maximum risk on my mind already. Magic Squirrel Network over at, at Facebook. Email me bd. I-T-S-J-C at gmail.com that's vd. J C at gmail.com and that's going to do it I know this is a little bit of a short episode but I'm sorry I just didn't get into this movie the quest that much I kind of got bored once it started getting into the tournament scene I love it still love Jean-Claude Van Damme still think it's a decent movie worth the watch for sure but not my favorite so there we have it, the quest. Um, that's going to do it, guys. I will catch you guys next month. Kumite. The squirrel was magic! Beware your human heart. This is Lucy, and I'm here to recommend the Diabolical Index, where the pages of the uncanny reside. Tune in Monday nights when my daddy talks about weird and scary books and sometimes talks to interesting people about their writing, too. You might learn something, but you could fall asleep. His voice can put you in a a trance. Anyway, check out the Diabolical Index Monday nights. Only on Magic Girl Network.